Welcome to Amazon Legends, where we have real stories about making it big on Amazon. Our guests are CEOs of large companies and entrepreneurs who became power sellers, also providers specializing in helping sellers, aggregators that acquire sellers, and former Amazonians will give us an insight from behind the scenes. Here is your host, Nick Urison. Welcome to another episode of Amazon Legends. I am delighted to have today's guest. He is returning for a part two discussion of an extremely rich subject that uh, I'm sure everybody now at this point knows, the search query performance. And um, he was a, an Amazon. His, his story is, is, is always something that puts a smile on my face. He was an Amazon seller. He attends a... A, a seminar and at that seminar there is a giveaway and giveaway is uh, one hour of consulting with someone who's an amazon expert and he asked the question the, the the expert asked the question anybody knows the answer i'm going to give one hour of my time and and it was a very obscure thing and of course he answers the question correctly wins the one hour consulting six minutes into the one hour consulting the guy says okay we're done with your work because they were optimizing his listings and he says you know what i like you very much how about working for me and that hmm. was a life-changing moment and and he becomes an account uh, a director at my amazon guy and since then, they handle collectively about 300 clients, and he's overseeing a good number of them. And outside that, he's the father of two daughters, and, and he's a runner, and also collects vinyl records. So he's, he's an old soul, very steady, <laughs> and someone that I, uh, I, I, I admire and respect very much. So with that, uh, everybody meet my guest again, Francisco Valadez. Welcome to the show, Francisco. Thank you so much for that introduction and those kind words, Nick. Um, oh, you know, oh, you, you, yeah. are, you are steady as a ship, you know, you keep going forward, well, slow <laughs> and steady and always reliable. No, thank you for those words. Uh, a pleasure to uh, to be with you and your audience one, uh, one, uh, once more. Um, uh, uh, last time we had a blast, and I'm expecting that this time is not going to be anything less. So, oh yeah, Since so, our standards keep going uh, up and up, you know. <laughs> yeah, and, and just a quick uh, comment there: um, uh, the person you're referring to uh, is Stephen Pope. He's a founder and owner of my Amazon guy, um, and yeah, it's been a life-changing experience for me. Um, uh, we, we, the company and the founder, and now everybody in the company, we live uh, through the core values of the company uh, on a daily basis. So I really uh, invite everyone who's listening to check out the website. It's it's full of content, free content. So, uh, but yeah, thank you for that uh, introduction. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's true. Uh, I have I did not know anything about my Amazon guy. And actually, you are the first person that I ever met. And immediately I knew that because people, there is an old saying that 
when I heard, I thought, well, this is so true. A-class people attract A-class people. But B-class people attract C-class people. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when I see an A-class person, an A-player, I know there are other A-players around. So after meeting you and then, you know, having that real intense discussion, I thought, wow, you know, what a guy, there must be others. So, and then I got to meet a few others and they've been my guest and we had a blast and we picked the subject and then just dug into it and everybody's so good. So I can, I can see the culture in the company and how good it is. And this ultimately translates into the value you deliver, obviously, whoever you work with in terms of, I don't mean just mm -hmm. commercial. I mean, like the, the, uh, uh, the, the pleasure you get out of the work. Uh, it, it's, it's very important. So, yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, one thing we proud, uh, pride ourselves uh, about is the delivering peace of mind. If we yeah. could sum up our, our uh, purpose of the agency is just delivering and working with our clients uh, for peace of mind, to deliver peace of mind. Uh, exactly. They'll know that their account and their best interests are uh, uh, in good hands because uh, we are in the long run for relationships, not in the short term. So, exactly. so yeah, you're, you're right. Playing the long game always pays off. So, so our subject matter, so I'm going to just set the stage here. Our subject matter was increasing the market share. And what we've done is increasing market share is a loaded uh, concept. How do you do it? And well, you do it by increasing sales. Well, how do you increase sales? You increase it by driving more business to your product listing. Well, product listing is not just, it doesn't fall on your head out of the blue. You have to first, you know, get the right keywords. You have to advertise, blah, blah. So our what, what we honed in on was, okay, how can we systematically break down the customer's journey from the very beginning all the way to completing the purchase. And the Amazon report that facilitates that is search query performance. So, and this is, I'm happy to see that Amazon made this available because it, mm -hmm. there was nothing like it available before. However, there is a lot of data in it. And there are different ways to look at it. And most important, how to turn that data into actionable data. And that's what we've done. So in our part one, for anybody listening, uh, make sure you check Francisco Valadez episode, part one. And that part one, we have thoroughly covered that search query performance, uh, first two stages of it. And the first stage is getting your brand share of a particular keyword, how many times your listing appears under a keyword. Let's say somebody searches, uh, I don't know, pillow covers. And if pillow covers has been searched 50,000 times in a month, Amazon is not going to show, no, no matter how much money you spend on it, it doesn't matter. It's nothing to do with money. Um, they are going to say, okay, I'm going to send X percent of that to this brand. Because you earned it. And if 
you are a brand new listing, you have no history, then that's the honeymoon period. They're gonna say, okay, you know, we're gonna we're gonna support this listing and we're gonna give it something. Then from that point on, how you perform under it, you're gonna get more and more percentage of it, and that's called the brand share. And then after that brand share that you appear, then the next thing is for you to get a click on it. So how do you improve your click through? It's called the click through rate. How do you improve the click through? So I'm not gonna get into all this because uh, Francisco did a tremendous job dissecting the whole thing in part one. So uh, now what we are gonna pick up from is they clicked on your search results listing and now they are on the product detail page or we call the PDP and search query performance has two sets of records or I should say performance data that they display. So the first part of the challenge, now that they are on the product detail page, is to get them to click and add the item to their cart. That's the first stage. So working backwards, let's imagine you had 100 people that clicked on your search results page, and they're on the product detail page, how many of them will end up buying? That's what we are measuring. And doesn't have anything to do with money in terms of how much they're going to spend. That's a different conversation. But out of 100 people that landed on the product page, how many of them will end up buying? And that is completely down to us in terms of how good a job we are doing communicating what the product is about, what the brand is about, and everything else. And so with that, Francisco, let's now dive in. So now the shopper is on the product detail page. Walk us through, how do we get them to buy? Yeah, so we've got the, the, the visitor to, to the listing. We, we, we have the full attention because now the, there's a big difference between scrolling through many results and landing on a detail product detail page and having the full attention of the customer. So um, instead of me trying to explain that, Nick, I would like to ask you, you're an Amazon shopper, right? Sure. And when you look for products, you land on a detail page. Uh, there's a lot of intent already because you, you want to check out the product. What makes you as a shopper, as a customer, click that button that says add to cart? Well, first of all, obviously, I am interested in something specific for a need I have. So I'm trying to see if the product meets my need. And in my case, I'm a bit of a technical person. So I like I like to see this this specs of it. If it's something like, for example, if it's a, te a technology oriented, uh, I want to see those specs. So that is usually the the lingo in the on on the page, not not so much the pictures. However, I also know that you cannot trust everything that you read on the the generic product description section and things like that. They tend to be just generic stuff. So I like to see something specific with the product picture in it. 
So I want to mm -hmm. see the specs with the picture next to it. Then I know, for example, the size of it. I was buying something the other day. I was buying a, a rack for a kitchen rack. Uh, and I, I moved into a new apartment and then there was a, enough room for a rack, but it had to be a specific size. So I want to see the sizes that usually is in the picture. So ultimately, all roads for me lead to the picture and not necessarily the main picture, and but the rest of it. So that's Correct. what I'm doing usually. Um, do I look at the A plus page? Uh, I, I obviously scroll down and I look at it, but it's not really the most important thing for me uh, unless I am more interested in the individual details of the product. Uh, so, and then of course the price uh, is key. Those are the things I'm looking at. Yeah, I agree. So um, I'm a big uh, grilling fan. I, I, I like to grill in the weekends, on the weekends, right? And there's all kinds of accessories designed for grills. And um, it, going back to your example about the technical specs, uh, you can get as technical as you want, but sometimes an image, uh, a good uh, uh, constructed infographic can tell you exactly um, the compatibility of whatever product you're trying to look for or, or, or just what that product's uh, features are. So you can picture yourself using that product or that product meeting the needs that you're um, trying to satisfy. So you're right in the sense that secondary images, anything from image position number two to six, if you have a videos or, uh, or more, if you don't have videos, uh, that's going to tell a story about the product. And we want to use those um, opportunities that Amazon is giving us uh, to convey as uh, as best as possible the, the the functionality of the product and why um, your customer should um, buy it. At, at the end of the day, it's about buying stuff. So uh, why should I buy? Uh, why should I buy X uh, uh, grilling rack or uh, spatula or whatever you're trying to to get to? Uh, but also bullet points. So bullet points are um, kind of underrated because. There used to be a, um, um, I think, a, a period of time where it was used 100% for keyword stuffing, and um, those bullets read terrible, hard to understand, and you can really um, tell when it's just something put together to put as many keywords as possible for indexing, which is not necessarily bad. But when someone is reading the bullet points and do doesn't find clear information, uh, the trust, the level of trust in that product, whatever you're buying, either goes up or goes down. So uh, I, I think you have a fair point there in, in, in the quality of the information. Um, and you don't have to be uh, somebody that is 100% geared for technical specs, but uh, as, as long as you have, um, Fairly written, written and, and good grammar uh, bullet points, uh, but especially uh, that they convey good um, information for your target customer. That's going to help make that decision. Uh, regarding A plus content, I agree with you in the fact that it's not going to be the primary driver for um, the decision. However, uh, it's like uh, calling a little bit of backup. 
So the customer has gone through the main image, obviously, and now looked at the secondary images. Uh, He sees or she sees some nice lifestyle implementations, good uh, uh, infographics. Uh, We can probably have a video there that uh, works wonders. Reads one, two, three, or five bullets, depending on on the customer's behavior. But uh, the click's not there yet. So that's why we have A plus content, mm-hmm. A plus content and brand story, which is another uh, enhanced uh, brand, uh, enhanced content module, will be the backup to reinforce the brand, reinforce the um, purpose of those products to the customer, and hopefully drive um, the customer for a quick in the add to cart section. So uh, I think. All those four pieces will work in tandem. Obviously, price. We haven't talked about price. Pricing um, is very important. And not only pricing itself, but how you present the price. Um, So we can have something, uh, this mug here, um, priced at $19.99. And would it convert the same if it's priced at $19.99 or if it's priced at $24.99? with a discount that end up, ends up, with a strike-through price that ends ends up at $19.99. Um, what do you think would convert better? Surely discounted one. And it, it, it's, it's kind of trivial, but it works. People sure. like deals. People like to feel that they're getting a great deal. And, 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 and most of the time, a strike-through price will have better conversion than a, a just a normal retail price. Yeah. Well, you you mentioned several things here, and uh, I want to go over them because, you know, you, you deliver these golden nuggets, so to speak, in a very subtle way. It's easy to miss. So uh, I'm going to go over them and then let people really digest it. One thing that that I heard you say, and that's so significant, is that if you can see yourself using that product in the picture, then you are likely to buy it. So what that means is the pictures are key. So they are key for pulling you into the picture and then experiencing the product, so to speak. And then when you see yourself doing that, that's obviously something that is going to incentivize the shopper. So, And that's not going to happen by just putting the, the pillowcase or the spatula for grilling or, or, or uh, you know, a set of kitchen pots. Just put them there. It's not going to do it. You need to put whoever your customer is. If it's women primarily or men and women, then maybe a couple together using it. Because when people see people using the product in the picture, they are seeing themselves. That's something that uh, I thought was very significant. So a lot of people just take their iPhones and then take pictures and then put them up. Do not do that. It's it's not the best way to, to do it at all. Uh, you need to spend the time 
and the money on getting your creatives properly prepared and presented with human beings in them. And that's going to give you a much better return. The other thing that I heard you really emphasize is stuffing bullets with keywords. That's, you know, you don't want to do that. But what I've heard a long time ago, it kind of comes together with this. Bullets are bullets and pictures together. They work together because your typical customer or shopper will come to the PDP uh, and, and look at the pictures. That's the first thing they're going to do. They're going to flip through mm -hmm. the pictures. And then they're going to start scanning through the information. And the first thing that they are looking at is bullets. But as soon as the bullets are gibberish, they're going to skip over it. They're going to scroll down. They're going to obviously look at the reviews and then they're going to click on the stars and then go straight down to the reviews and read some of them and see what people say. And of course, if the negatives are high, they're going to read the negatives. They're not going to read the positive. They're going to read the negatives. Mm -hmm. And if there is some Q, uh, Q questions, answers, they're going to read those and say, okay, yeah, and go, go back up, look at the price again. Is this a good deal? And if there is subscribe, save, and th things like that, they'll quickly look at those and then say, okay, I'm buying this. So that's the, the process. Now, in that process, you have to make an emotional connection between your content and the shopper. And that's what the bullets are designed to do. So uh, keyword stuffing is not going to make any connection with anybody. Uh, you can do your keyword stuffing. There are plenty of other places, but the bullets need to tell the story by making an emotional connection. So um, Francisco, do you agree with that, uh, that approach? So I was thinking about that when you were talking, uh, uh, describing the approach and there's some people that say uh, images are for humans and bullets are for bots. Uh, and, and the reason for that is uh, the, the, the assumption is that people don't read and they just look at images. They have a, a very short uh, attention uh, span. But, and I think there, there is some truth to that. Uh, some truth in the sense that it depends on the product you're trying to buy, how much attention you're going to pay at the listing. So let's say you want to uh, buy, um, I don't know, pay, paper for your printer, right? Um, you're going to be price driven in your decision, but maybe you're going to be um, also considering what kind of paper, what, what stock paper you're going to buy. Uh, is it good for inject, uh, in, inkjets or laser printers? I'll just give you an example. Uh, a couple of months ago, my wife bought a different set of, uh, a different brand of paper for our printer and the printer didn't work. It was unbelievable. It, it wasn't working properly. And we realized that it wasn't the correct paper for the printer. And, and, and so even in stuff like that, you need to read and pay attention about what you're buying. Now, it's not going to be the same level of care or attention for a $9.99 product, right, than a $99.99 product uh, sure. or $100 or $1,000. So uh, as the price increases, 
uh, you can bet that customers will pay more attention and they're going to read everything in your content. So uh, I, I agree in the sense that regardless of price points, the functionality of the product, if bullets sound gibberish or there's no clear structure, uh, the level of trust that a customer might have on a product, it's going to um, go down easily. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it can be a, a, a product with a lot of reviews and a fair price point. But if you have another option with similar metrics and good um, bullets or good description, uh, just to show that, that the, the seller cared about the product, you're most likely going to buy the other one. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I, I'm going to say this. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to date myself when I say this. But back in the days where there was no internet, the companies didn't have websites because there was no web. But you would simply have your phone number and your fax number. That was it. And then the internet came along. Everybody started to have websites. Now, a few years into the internet era, if you ever had somebody's business card or you received a letter or something with their information or in their signature or email signature, let's say, there is no, e there is no website address. I mean, how would that look? And if you ever ask the company, do you have a website? What's your, or I should say, what is your website address? And they said, well, we don't have a website yet. It, mm -hmm. They would look completely unprofessional and mm -hmm. frankly, poor, weak. That's the appearance. So this is the same on Amazon. If you have a product detail page that has content that's poorly structured, you're going to look weak. You're going to look outdated. And, and that will ultimately mean that people who land on the page, they're not going to buy. Your conversion rate will be very low. So everything we're discussing here, it requires no ongoing spending, like advertising, like uh, sending out emails. You have, to, you have to get creatives. You have to, none of those things apply. This is all, all the efforts went to work and brought the customer, potential customer to your product detail page. Whether they buy or not is gonna get your sales up or keep them down. And there is no amount of money you can spend at that point. You're not paying for clicks or anything. It's all about what is the content look like and is it credible enough? So, yeah. Now, hold on, hold on. Uh, you mentioned that not amount, no amount of money will change the 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 amount of clicks you might get there because they're already in the in in the uh, page, right? Right. All right. So uh, I tend to disagree a little bit there. I agree and I disagree with you, Nick. So I agree in the sense that um, you're right. You already spend a lot of money to drive the customer to your listing. And now it's about the storytelling aspect of the PDP. But I do uh, believe that um, 
a well put together creative effort with good creative assets um, will make a big difference. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to spend more money or an insane amount of money, but a, a, a professional design uh, of somebody that is accustomed to doing A plus content, brand story, or even um, uh, premium A plus content does impact the conversion rate. Uh, and the and in this case, going back to the stage we're at um, at the moment discussing the the add to add to cart uh, metric. Right. So right. Um, A plus content can be very expensive or can be free. There are a lot of free tools that you can use. Canva is one of them. There are some pretty cool uh, designs made uh, out of the free version of Canva uh, up to uh, expensive A-plus contents uh, where uh, agencies and uh, creative experts uh, really um, hone in and, and express what the brand, uh, the lifestyle, and the product is about. So. I think it's it, it, if you can afford it and uh, makes um, sense from a business perspective to spend on that content, you should do it. But the nice thing about it um, that Amazon gives us a tool uh, that we were you and I were discussing before uh, going on air is um, the the A/B testing. So right. um, A/B testing is available for title, main image, bullets. Uh, a plus content, uh, um, and, and I think those opportunities are very important to always take advantage of. Um, right. uh, you should always be A B testing, uh, even if you change things slightly or want to try just a whole uh, 180 uh, uh, turnaround of, of what you're showing to the customer. Because um, I think PDPs are like uh, physical condition. Um, for humans, it can always be improved, right? No matter the age, no matter the stage, uh, and, and you can always try to do one percent changes to uh, improve. I have something important for all my listeners: sellers lose money on lost or damaged inventory with Amazon, which can add up to a lot over a year. Did you know that there is a way to claim all your losses? Yetida is the global leader in Amazon FBA auditing and reimbursements for Amazon FBA sellers worldwide. They deliver results with no upfront costs. They get paid only when you get paid. Visit www.getida.com forward slash legends to learn more and sign up. And thanks to our friends at Getida, your first $400 in reimbursements will be free. It's www.getida.com forward slash legends. And that's www.getida.com forward slash legends. Yeah, well, I, I agree. So let me clarify what I was talking about, about spending money once you bring them to the product detail page. Uh, not an ongoing expenditure like uh, PPC ads. So you 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 spend the for the clicks you bring them to the page, and then they're gone. You have to spend clicks again to bring them again. So that's what I was talking about. But you are, I am one hundred percent 
in agreement with you. In fact, I'm going to go a step further. So you are talking about the A-plus page that is professionally built. I would tell everybody, do not, unless you are a creative person, professional creative person who knows how to use these tools, who knows something about marketing communications, do not create the content <laughs> yourself. Hire somebody, pay whatever they are asking for, as long as it's the right person and understands. And also you can't just get a, a graphic designer. You need someone who is intimately familiar with Amazon creatives and, and have them create the pictures, have them create the A plus content and have them create the video. So, and then pay whatever it takes because this is the key. Your page is there to tell a story. It's not there to sell a product. It's there to tell a story and you will tell the story about what the product does for you through your pictures, your video, and your A-plus content. And, and for that, you need to write the check, but hopefully you're going to write the check, you're going to get your image stack, you're going to get your video, and you're going to get A-plus, and then go to work, and then start the experiments that Francisco was talking about, and constantly keep tweaking, keep tweaking, so that way you are constantly improving your conversion. Right, Francisco? Correct. I agree. I agree. And um, uh, I just want to emphasize one more time uh, about A-B testing. That's a wonderful tool that Amazon has uh, free of cost to any uh, brand registered um, seller. Uh, really important to take advantage of it and always be testing um, continuously, yeah. nonstop. Um, you can always learn more about your customer behavior, um, purchasing trends, purchasing behaviors, and, and, and ultimately um, just to, to improve your strategy to sell more. But, okay, so we've got the customer to click Add to Cart. Mm -hmm. We went through all this uh, uh, trouble, right, to... to get the customer to the listing, um, look at our content, he check, the, the, the story checks out, the pricing is okay, uh, he clicks add to cart. Then what happens, Nick? Well, then the next thing is, it, 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 there is no clear answer. Um, there is one other thing I want you to tell everybody um, about the price, but let me just give my perspective of what happens after add to cart. I often add things to my cart and I don't check out. Mm -hmm. I keep them in the cart. Mm -hmm. so a lot of people do that. And sometimes I just put it in the cart and check out with one click. So it all depends if the purchase is something that is consumable, for example, and that you use all the time, like shampoo or, or, or things like that, then it is likely that, uh, that you know, because I'm not going to go spending hours to buy shampoo. I'm going to go look for it and find it and then buy it and then check out and I'm done. 
but if it's a, a, a hobby kind of stuff or certain interest, then I'm going to go surf, find one, and put in the cart. And then maybe look for others, alternatives, put them in the cart. And then at that point, you know, I may not still be ready to buy yet. I may be just collecting information. And then when, once I'm ready, then I'm going to go check out. And there's another thing that happens as I'm doing this, and I'm putting things in my car and leaving them, um, something else may happen and I may need something. And when I need that, whatever that item is, I'm going to come back to Amazon and it's going to say, oh, you have three things in your cart. So I'm not ready to buy them yet. So then I save them for later and then just buy what I want to buy and then move them back into the cart. So, you know, adding to cart is not a clear cut situation, so to speak. Uh, it, it kind of has a life form of its own. But ultimately, the goal is to end up buying. So you go to billing page and pay for it and then you're done. So that's that's what I do. Yeah, and I agree with you. Um, I do it myself. Uh, I tend to use a shopping cart more like a, a, a shopping selection um, or a shopping list that I tend to have there as a resource. Uh, and I think many, many Amazon customers do as well. So now it comes back to uh, one of my favorite questions when we're um, onboarding new clients at the agency and, and as a Samara speak to any Amazon seller, uh, which is you go back to the inception of why you're selling on, on, on Amazon, right? Um, what's the value proposition? What's the value proposition of the product? And why would a customer like Nick or Francisco go ahead and purchase, make that decision? So mm -hmm. that's where, where um, it's really important to always go back to um, why would someone buy this product? If it's price, make sure you have that super dialed in um, and very important to be aware of the market, not only because of what uh, you think it's better for the product, but because what the market is telling you. And just quickly for anybody who's listening, there are great tools to keep uh, track of uh, market share and market behavior. Uh, one that I use a lot is Helium 10, super popular tool. You can create market trackers there uh, as uh, as uh, expansive or as uh, focused as you want. And, and that's very important to be aware of your direct competitors uh, so you can act upon um, the market's conditions. So mm -hmm. um, why would someone buy that for you? Pricing um, or uh, features, maybe you offer more, more features than the competitors. Um, or uh, you have a multi-unit uh, um, offer that might be a, uh, uh, has great appeal for your target consumer. Um, and there are endless uh, answers to that question. But uh, I think one important thing, uh, if the customer is deciding upon whether to buy or not to buy a product, um, make the purchase, uh, it ha you, you need to go back to answer that question. And if everything you've been doing is um, 
focusing on that strategy to 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 really serve the value proposition, I think you have a better chance. The product will have a better chance to convert. But you're right. There's no no um, direct answer for that. Uh, there are many variables. Uh, there could be uh, uh, seasonality. There could be um, um, macroeconomic factors. Um, even the time of the month where where you're trying to make the purchase has um, um, can affect uh, the the conversion rate at the end. But uh, I'm curious to see if you have any other uh, another take on that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. So the, frankly, the things don't, as you know, exist in isolation. There are many things impacting each other. So what I really look at when I work with my clients and or I when I look at the data, because I, I like to look at the data and data usually tells the story. So what I look at is, out of 100 people who landed on my product detail page, how many of them added to cart? And then out of those who added to cart, how many of them checked out? Yes, you know, checking out may not be really uh, because I have a bad product or there, there are many reasons, but nevertheless, at the end of the day, we are here to sell. And after all, the shopper is coming to the page to buy something. So if they're buying it, Fine. If they're not buying it, then why are they adding to cart? So what I look for is the, the differences between the two. So if I mm -hmm. have 100 people coming to the page and I have eight of them adding to cart versus 30 of them adding to cart versus 60 of them adding to cart, that tells me one thing. So if I have 100 coming and 60 adding, that's a good thing. But out of the 60 who add, only five of them end up checking out. Something is wrong because they change their minds. Why? I, you know, nobody, these days, nobody has any time, right? So they're not going to go wasting their time clicking around, putting things in carts, which, by the way, stay there. And then they are cl clicking once to add, clicking another time to remove. So nobody's going to do that without good reason. So if 60 are adding and five of them are buying, obviously some of them have changed their minds, but there is a good chance they found a better deal. Or they just realized, but well, wait a minute, no, this product doesn't have this, or I'm not sure. So something happened. I would look for those. If out of the 60 who add 30 end up, buy. Okay. That's a whole different story than five buy. So those are the things that I'm, I'm usually analyzing. And of course, if out of the hundred that land, only five of them add to cart and three of them end up checking out, that's a good ratio. But why only five adding to cart? Something is wrong. I'm bringing the wrong people to the page. I am. Or, or not enough. I am bringing the right people, but not telling my story. That's terrible uh, uh, performance. So that's the way I, I approach it. I agree. And, and that's uh, another question that, that uh, at the agency, we love to uh, always throw in um, uh, and, and mention is what's more important, traffic or conversion? Um, 
So uh, traffic is obviously um, a big deal uh, and super important. But at the end of the day, just like you said, if you have all the traffic in the world and you're not converting there, there's a conversion problem. If you right. have um, not a lot of traffic and you're converting a lot, then you have a, a reach out problem. What, what's going on with the advertising? Do you have a bad SEO? Can you improve SEO? So um, I think it's it, that's why it's really important to analyze Amazon from so many different fronts uh, mm -hmm. and understand holistically what's going on because one piece of data is not going to tell the whole story. And, exactly. and, and, and also, Francisco, I want to say one piece of data will not answer any questions and one piece of data over one specific time frame will not tell you anything either. You need to You're look right. at that over time, which then becomes a whole different proposition. One, you have to fetch the data, put it somewhere, store it. Now we're getting into data storage. And then, mm -hmm. of course, just looking at numbers, not enough. You have to visualize it, blah, blah. And you know where I'm going with this. So, mm -hmm. so you have to visualize the data. And mm -hmm. so you need, and you can't possibly do this with Excel sheets, Google sheets. It's not, so you need a tool to do these things, but this is absolutely key. Your conversion rate is key. Your conversion versus your traffic. If your traffic is going up to a product detail page and your conversion is steady, that's a good thing because you've achieved a stable uh, set of, facts presented in a way that connects with the shopper and those people that you can push if the conversion is going down uh, then you need to you need to understand why and, and if the traffic is up and conversion is down that means you're bringing irrelevant traffic so these are people who have no interest so things like that so uh Data over time is key, and you have to be looking at the trends, not not just okay. It's showing it's showing twenty five percent conversion today. Oh, great! What was it yesterday? What was it last week? Last month? And what's it gonna be next month? So that's what yeah, matters. you're one hundred percent right. And and Stephen coined the uh, term ICAP, which is impressions, clicks, add to carts, and purchases, and and how to analyze that. Um, uh, through time to make better decisions to to balance out your performance uh, between traffic conversions and try to identify uh, problems or opportunities, right? Like uh, that's why search query performance uh, report is so important because it gives you that data and presents you that data in a weekly, monthly, or quarterly basis. So um, now we have the ability to look at uh, by ASIN, which is also very, very good. And uh, overall, Amazon is giving you the tools to make better decisions and, and try to understand better your customers and and where you can improve. So, yeah. so I have a question for you. Um, you mentioned uh, a little while ago, price, presenting the price. So displaying 1995 versus 2495 crossed out now 1995. How do you do that? Can you share with the audience? Yeah. So strike through price um, is 
most is, is most of the times achieved by playing with the sail um, fields uh, uh, in the uh, edit section of a listing. So uh, let's say you have a, an MSRP of uh, 25 or 24.99. And um, then you start playing with the prices uh, uh, in a one week, two week, three week, four week testing period. We love to do that. We're always testing different prices. And uh, if you have, I believe the, the, the criteria is one month of purchases with the 24.99 price, then you can program the sale and Amazon will give you a strike-through price. Uh, so visually the customer can see that there's a, a, an advantage of buying at that moment in time. Um, so this is not something that you enter somewhere. This is all algorithm driven where Amazon will look at your price over a month. And then if you reduce that price, they're gonna automatically strike through and then display your current price. Correct, correct. Um, we we love using that because um, not only will the customer get a better deal and increases your sales velocity, but uh, it's really simple to activate and pause um, when needed. So so pricing is important to be aware of when conversion, not only to drive traffic to the listing because it's a good deal, but also how you present the price. Um, um, like I said before, it's very different to see something that it's priced at 99, uh, 99 um, that something um, that used to be 129 uh, and now it's uh, a 30% discount and it costs 99. So you have yeah. to be careful with pricing strategies because Amazon um, can, has some, um, um, restrictions and constraints where you if you go overboard you're going to be uh, classified uh, as a high pricing error um, mm -hmm. um, and, or, or the other way around so you have to be careful usually if you make uh, changes um, to the uh, um, MSRP price around in our, around nine percent per week or less you don't have issues sales are fine but as long as you um, have a, a good um, management of your pricing, uh, things can be uh, very good for testing. So, yeah. well, I tell you, I share a little story with you uh, and this I'm sure a lot of listeners will identify with it, especially if uh, they sell through resellers as well. So I have this client and they unfortunately, they mismanaged their operation for uh, about a year, year and a half. And they manufacture and they have a supply chain distributors. So what they did, they sold to retailers. So as they sold to retailers and sales were up, there was demand was up the demand dropped. When the demand dropped, one of the retailers that they sold to unloaded the merchandise that they had overstocked. So the next thing is you have 
all kinds of people selling on Amazon, dirt cheap. Just to give you an idea, the retailer had paid somewhere around $15, $16. They unloaded it at $2 a piece, wow. taking a huge hit on the stock because it, they were all overstocked. So somebody who bought it for $2 a piece then ended up selling it for $6, $7. And the retail, the, the actual price that the company sold it for was $34.95. They started going into price competition. And so anyway, I stepped in and mm -hmm. we killed the whole reseller network. And now they are back up. But they guess what? They cannot increase their price anymore because that, they were... Yeah. So that, that's a big problem on its own. And that's why pricing has to be managed very carefully um, just to, to, to play under um, Amazon's TOS and, 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 and not trigger some kind of uh, flagging there because that, those are really tough to remove. Yeah. So uh, Francisco, uh, this is great conversation as usual. So uh, part two is really at the end of the day, is getting those people who come to your product detail page, uh, adding to cart, and then ideally a majority of those who add to cart checking out. Uh, what can you tell us about what to watch in the search query performance as, as, the, as your final thoughts on how do we get the best performance and what, what, what data should we be looking for and, and what to do with that data as far as the disparities? Sure. So I think the, 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 the best get on base um, action here is go to your search query performance, go by brand or by ASIN, uh, your pick, uh, look at the report in, uh, for a, a period of time and go to a search term and start um, analyzing what what's going on so if your brand share uh, impressions are uh, at a healthy percentage and then your clicks start to go uh, down in percentage wise uh, and add to cart the same and then purchases can be probably zero then you have to ask yourself why why is my customer not purchasing they are going to my 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 they're clicking on my ads. They're probably going to my um, PDP, but they're not purchasing. What, what's going on? Or the other way around, uh, you have um, a very healthy purchase rate uh, percentage. And if you start looking, reading the, the report from right to left, because that's the way how, how it's presented on Amazon, and you see that you have a good percentage rate, and then your add to cart diminishes, um, clicks diminishes, and then your traffic is barely there. Then you have to to say like, I'm missing out. I'm leaving money on the table. I need to bring more people to to the listing. How much is that keyword uh, worth? I need to be aggressive. Probably create an exact match campaign. Uh, and if you already have that, start bidding more offensively, having modifiers on your campaigns, and that's a whole other. Uh, part three discussion that we can have, Nick, but yeah. uh, it, it, you need to follow the story for the keywords and the search terms, uh, understand the behavior, and then see where uh, the opportunity lies for 
the brand or your or your listing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this is a subject that's extremely valuable because an intimate understanding of the data and then creating your what I call them protocols. So when when this data point hits this, do this. When it's between this and this, mm -hmm. do nothing. That kind of stuff that I call protocols. When you then you've got your playbook. You don't have to do anything. You just simply get somebody to watch the numbers and then apply what's in the playbook. And that way, you know, you can have the company scale uh, over and over. So, um, so Francisco, I know you have to go. So uh, share with us the information for people to uh, contact information for people to reach out. Where can they find you? Sure. Um, they can. I'm really active in LinkedIn. Uh, Francisco Valadez, my Amazon guy. You, you, you'll see me there. I'm the uh, first hit for that um, uh, search query. Uh, anyone can email me at francisco at myamazonguy.com. Uh, I'll be glad to um, answer your emails, be of help. And you can always check out our website, uh, myamazonguy.com. Uh, we're a full service agency, uh, always growing, always hiring. So if anyone is listening that wants to try out applying for a job, go ahead, please look at the uh, website. I will be glad to um, guide you through the process and hopefully have more people uh, in the company that can um, um, talk to you, Nick, and, and create more community because this is... Well, yeah, obviously. I mean, that's uh, that's a given. I, I, I love talking to everybody uh, from my Amazon guy because everybody's so knowledgeable. Thank you, Francisco. This is, a, again, uh, another great high-value episode. And thank you for being here. Thank you for, for inviting me, Nick. Always a pleasure. Before we wrap up, don't forget to visit www.getida.com forward slash legends to learn more and sign up to claim money for your lost or damaged inventory with Amazon. Your first $400 in reimbursements will be free. www.getida.com forward slash legends, and that's www.getida.com forward slash legends. And this brings us to the end of another episode. I'll see you on the next one. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the episode, and share it with someone you think would benefit from it too.